Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me today. Episode number 169. Today I want to read poems from an anthology titled Bull Buffalo and Indian Paintbrush, The Poetry of Oklahoma, edited by Ron Wallace. The book is published by TJMF Publishing. came out in 2020. It's a book full of self-reflexive poems about Oklahoma, and uh, many of the poets from whom I will read today um, have been read on this program before, but this is a lovely collection edited by Wallace, and copies are still available from Ron Wallace. You can check him out on Facebook or on his uh, uh, personal website, uh, Ron Wallace, down at Southeast Oklahoma State University. I'm going to read through several of these poems. Most of them have to do with the land and the la- uh, the human association with the land in Oklahoma. But there are a couple others I'd like to read which are offer an interesting take on the, the personalities that inhabit that land. Really good poetry here. I'm going to start with a poem by Howard Starks. Howard Starks, known as the Sage of Southeastern Oklahoma State University. Um and I think to whom this book inspired Wallace to write and to edit. His poem is titled Sunday Morning Photograph. Most days he had an easy daddy smell, Prince Albert smokes, man sweat, P&G soap, and the waxy musk of the oil he worked in, and his chambray shirt and Penny's overalls were silky with long wear. Now he has a Sunday smell of faultless starch, hot irons, and rosy brilliantine. When you're dressed up, he says, your clothes wear you, and ours are wearing us. But we are grand in snowy shirts, starch linen pants, and strange new shoes. I am loved, prized, and know it. I claim his knee as mine by right, son, young lord. And another poem from an Oklahoma legend who has preceded us. This is titled An Oklahoma Litany by Wilma Elizabeth McDaniel, the Dustbow poet who relocated in California, but wrote a lot about Oklahoma. Top drawers of the memory never contain any healing for me. When wounded, I always pull out the bottom drawer of my memory, the one marked Oklahoma. It holds a list of old towns with funny names and touching beauty, which I recite with reverence. Bowlegs, Depew, Pretty Water, Idabel, Lone Star, Gypsy Corner, Broken Arrow, Cloud Chief, until the words form a prayer which I do not understand, but I close the door with my own amen. And one from N. Scott Momaday, the Dean of Native American Writing, famous for his Pulitzer Prize winning novel, Housemaid of Dawn. Here's a poem by Momaday titled simply, The Land. The first person to enter upon it must have given it a name, 
wind-borne and elemental like summer rain. The name must have given spirit to the land, for so it is with names. Before the first people there must have been the profound isolation of night and day, the blazing shield of the sun, the darkness winnowed from the stars, the holy havoc of myth and origin, true and prophetic and inexorable like summer rain. What was to become of the land? What was the land to become? What was there in the land to define the falling of the rain and the turning of the seasons, the far and forever silence of the universe? A voice, a name, words echoing their whir of wings smelled among the clouds and sounded on the red earth in the wake of creation. A voice, a name, Oklahoma. This is Redland 4 by Carol Hamilton. Blackjack oaks go knobbing and humping eastward, recreating themselves as they go, searching out higher hills and rain beyond where the vapor trail stops the sun, captures a bit of light and makes tracks. To the west, even the scrub oak lose heart, give out to the aridity. Creekside arbors bend low in deference to the south wind. Downward off the Rockies, the state slopes from high flatlands to low mountains. A paradox. We walk tipped against the wind and the great continental fold, against the scorching and icy gales, caught in extremes. Survivors need room to move about where extinction carves out space. This is Storyteller by Janetta Calhoun-Mish, dedicated to Louisa Ellen Exendine Sanderson. I drive toward the arms of the Canadian River. It calls to me, jealous of the Hudson, murmuring through my window through long winter nights. In Oklahoma, an owl waits silently amid the rubble of my grandmother's house. Her face shines out from its eyes. Its wings brush the cracked edges of memory. The tires hum and intermittent rain sequins the windshield. A shy moon hides behind a veil of black clouds. Radio stations fade in and out with the passing miles and an urgent wind impels me westward. Grandmother, you were silenced before you could begin to tell me the stories. I am coming home. I am listening everywhere for your voice. This is The Hilltop Bar by Sly Alley. It was the kind of place you could shoot a few, a few games of pool. If you timed it right, you could have four or six beers under that framed painting of a naked white woman and get out before the late-nighters came in looking to get crazy. In the fall, you could see the sun sink down behind Tecumseh from the parking lot. It was the kind of place the 14 or 25 churches in town probably weren't happy about having just outside the city limits. But that cinder block walled beer bar has been closed for a while now. Rumor around town is that the police department bought it. And I'm thinking about joining the force 
just to see if that framed painting is still hanging over the bar. Because It's Oklahoma by Julie Chapel, Three parts. Part one. Because it's Oklahoma and spring, a warm breeze lifts the, the tenacious, now dried leaves of black jack trees with a gentle lilting breeze that makes music with the wind chimes, but soon will become a raging thunderstorm running rivulets, disparate stones of earth eroding. Two. Because it's Oklahoma and spring, the scorpions have arisen from their long winter lethargy following the delectable spiders and tender crawling insects into tiny cracks in the walls and floors. So far, three have died in the attempt. Three, because it's Oklahoma and spring, the rifts in the rocks, fissures in the earth, ruins of human desire to drain the red dirt of its oily wealth will bleed every crawling thing, disturbed, disoriented, fierce with anger at their tormentors. The aftermath will be terrible. This is Markham Johnson, Pony Up, the last pit pony in Oklahoma. Susie's lucky, says Grandma, who claimed her cheap at the Claremore Rodeo because no fool would bid on a Shetland with 14 years of mean stake to her heart. The last pit pony in Oklahoma dredged from the mines, almost blind from years dragging wagon loads of zinc and lead through the dark. Grandma understood. When you're raised up hard and half wild, kindness has to force a channel under the skin. Trailer to Spunky Creek Farm, Dad pulls the pins, drops the gate, to loose Susie in the pasture while she'll grow tough and fat on acorns and hay. We're 13 that summer, slugging dirt clods and racing chickens around the barn when we catch her napping and cull Susie from the big thoroughbred studs. Cousin Chris climbs on, legs stuck straight out, kicking his kids in the air because he can't reach her ribs, then falls hard. Susie knows all the low-branched oak and sycamore she can just squeeze under and the blackberry patch, thick and full of thorns. This pony that never loved me watches as I slide one leg over her back, knees hugged to heaving sides. I tuck my head tight to her neck, cool and moist as a grave, try to be brave, and I know I will fail. But at 13, you jump aboard, get scraped off in an Oklahoma summer's red dust, and rise again. Homesteading, Randy Pruce. I came to love the red bud, late March, still asked after 20 years, so you ain't from around here. I was fixing to tell I'm absorbed the idioms and rhythms, the sound of the single finger wave and the call to Jesus meeting, the smell of barbecue, catfish frying, the balls of young cows, frog legs, a kind of football, snow, new, rain rare. But then I remembered ants, spider bites, hail and fire, 
a boy murdered by someone standing his ground, how quickly place dissolves to memory. I decided it best to be here, but not from here. I talk funny, but listen just the same. This is Ron Wallace, who edited this book. His poem is titled Indian Paintbrushes. Flowers grow, flickers of orange fire, dancing on green fields under Oklahoma skies. Like weeds, they hold to the worst terrain and spread everywhere. They beautify discarded Coors cans and swarm beneath barbed wire, filling empty cattle pastures, piercing coyote bones taken by the grass on land where long ago Choctaw and Chickasaw hunted. Once, as a boy, I worked the roots of a handful loose from the rocky soil across the gravel road running in front of my house and brought them to my mother's flower beds. With all the care a ten-year-old ten could muster, I replanted the fire between the petunias and the four o'clocks. But there, among the tame flowers, soon they perished. They grow wild. That's just how some things are meant to be, Mama said, as she watered her carefully tended garden in the summer heat of Oklahoma. But always, without fail, before she'd go back inside, she would walk over to the edge of our yard and look across the dusty road at the fiery red-orange blanket burning and the last light of day. I'll conclude the program with my entry into this wonderful anthology. This is Cimarron. A wildness that will not fade calls in crimson twilight. Our tangled roots of dirt and desire and denial are embedded in cyclical rhythms linked to the full moon shining over Cherokee County, pulling the Cimarron River along to the Arkansas, filtering sand from clay leaving the heron a feast, the mallard a respite. Survivors know these rhythms, these voices calling out in wild red darkness. Well, there are a few Oklahoma poems from the anthology Bull Buffalo and Indian Paintbrush, the poetry of Oklahoma, edited by Ron Wallace, Hope you can pick up a copy of this. The cover of the book is a wonderful bull buffalo on it, as you can imagine, bull buffalo. And, of course, I find this cover symbolic. you got the, the power and the durability of this massive creature, symbol of independence and wildness and freedom. Uh, the beast matched with the beauty of the Indian paintbrush, orange aflame, in the field where the buffalo stands, also a symbol of endurance and wildness. Great art, great poems by a great number of Oklahoma poets, many others in this anthology. Hope you can get a copy. Thank you for joining me, and until next week, I'm Ken Hayda with the Sunday Poems.